You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Coronavirus and Sports. This is Luis Miguel Echegaray. Today, we'll be chatting with Fox Sports analyst and commentator Keith Costigan to break down the Bundesliga as it became the first major soccer league in Europe that returned to action during the outbreak. We'll also look ahead to a huge clash between the two giants Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund, a game they call their Klassiker. The Bundesliga, Germany's top division, is considered around the world as one of the finest examples of men's professional soccer. It's a league that combines technical ability, up-and-coming talent, and underrated coaching. For American soccer prospects, it's also an incredibly important league as the Bundesliga has developed and nurtured some of the most exciting prospects inside the United States men's national setup. With all this, it also made headlines last weekend as it became the first major European league to return to action since the coronavirus crisis forced the end of action around the globe. After the German government gave the OK to restart, the German Football Association, known as the DFB, provided a 50-plus page medical guideline for the league's 18 clubs. To talk more about the returning weekend and what we can look forward to as we look ahead, which includes a huge matchup we welcomed Fox soccer analyst and commentator Keith Costigan. Joining us now is Keith Costigan. Keith is a former player, now a TV analyst, reporter, and commentator for Fox Soccer, covering the Bundesliga, Europa, and the Champions League. His resume also includes MLS with Univision and, of course, the Seattle Sounders play-by-play. I relate to Keith a lot as well because we have a passion for coaching, but he has a leg up on me because he has a UEFA A license. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's finally exciting to have some real games to talk about. It's been way too long and uh, I was so excited to see Bundesliga back. So let's get at it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Keith, first off, what did you make of, of the first weekend, of the returning weekend? How do you feel Bundesliga handled the return to action? 
I, I think it handled it as as well as we could have possibly expected. Um, for me, the, the comments that you see online or you, you get the regular people who are never going to be happy and they're saying it's not the same as when we have fans in the stadium. Well, we already knew that was going to be the case, but we're not comparing it to when we had fans. We're comparing it to the last two months when we didn't have games. And this is better than not having games. So I thought the Bundesliga did a, a superb job in terms of getting themselves ready for this. Um, I've seen differing reports on, on the standard on the field. I thought some of the games were excellent. I thought Dortmund were superb. Leverkusen were, were, were excellent in their win at Werder Bremen too. So um, without fans, um, which is obviously the, a massive part of the game, I think it went uh, as well as it possibly could have for the Bundesliga this weekend. Yeah, I, I think I have to agree. Clearly, it was great to see football return, which is the major theme, even though it seemed surreal, which is natural. Weston McKenney called it awkward, uh, speaking to Taylor Twelman earlier this week. Do you think players will get more accustomed as the environment, you know, as they get more accustomed to the environment itself? Yeah, I, I think so. I think the first game you're walking out and there's that eerie silence, isn't there? You know, for Weston, he's walking out in one of the biggest derby games in world football and you can hear individual comments on the field uh, from your coaches too. So yeah, it, it has to be an awkward feeling, but now you've got that first game out of the way, you come back second week and and I, I think I think we even saw that from, from Saturday to Sunday. I thought the players... Uh, Maybe had watched Saturday and said, yeah, we know what to expect now. And, and Sunday looked even a little bit more comfortable again. So as players, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. So you do have to get used to it. And, and I think the majority of players, um, you know, health-wise and everything else taken care of, they want to be on the field. So I, I think most of them saw this as a relief. And uh, it, it's something we're probably going to have to get used to for the foreseeable future. Some teams probably have to do a little bit better in terms of social distancing. Granted, you know, it's the very beginning. I imagine Hertha Berlin is probably going to be one of them. Uh, what else do you think can be done in order to make sure the medical protocols are followed and German soccer continues to that higher level and, you know, maintaining uh, the medical guidelines? Yeah, I, I think for the most part, I saw some English players commenting on uh, on the, the Bundesliga substitutes sitting apart. And they're like, why are they doing that? What difference is it making? For me, it's little things like that that the Bundesliga are doing well. It's like, yes, we know everybody's tested, but let's go the extra yard. Let's make sure, even though we're 99.9% .9 certain that nobody here has COVID-19, we're still going to make sure they're social distancing. They're, they're, they're sending the right message, not just to the people watching on TV, but the people at home who are, you know, maybe grappling with social distancing themselves and wearing a mask. So I, I think all of those things were done really, really well by everybody on the outside. Um, I think you mentioned here at the Berlin, obviously there's that moment of madness where you score a goal. They, they were dreadful before the break. So for them to score a goal, maybe they, they just lost <laughs> all, all focus and thought of what was going on and decided we finally have something to celebrate about. But I think a little moment like that, we shouldn't really focus that much on because I think for the most part, everybody did a really good job. And and again, I think if you're Premier League players, if you're La Liga players, Serie A players, you're watching this and you're saying, wow, they did a really good job. Thomas Muller coming off was kind of like throwing up the elbow and kicking out the foot and making, I don't want to say making light of it, but just saying, hey, look, we know we can't touch, but we can still do this with a smile on our face and um, put a smile on the face of everyone at home watching too. So I really, I really don't, I don't think there's anything else Bundesliga, from, from what I looked at at the weekend anyway, could add to it and say this would make it even safer. Hertha Berlin players might need a little bit of a conversation, but, but that's about it. 
the point that you made about the substitutes it's it's to it's to basically detail with a thread with a thinner thread to detail exactly who you know if somebody tests uh, positive of covid-19 you know to trace it back so that's a really good point you also mentioned la liga the premier league watching what lessons do you think can these leagues uh, as la liga and the premier league take you know early stages can they learn from the german league as they watched last weekend and they continue to watch Well, I think all the coaches can learn from Heiko Herlick that make sure you pack your toothpaste. You're not going to be allowed to leave uh, quarantine to go get some at the local market. So uh, he missed out on the weekend. He'll be back. Um, but no, I, I think it's those little things. It's, it's how the players arrived at the stadium, how the players weren't on the field before. We're so used to seeing that, aren't we? The players on the field walking around, conversing with each other. We didn't see those things. We saw the distancing as they were coming onto the field. We saw the distancing with the substitutes. So all of those things, um, if if I'm involved in the Premier League, City a la Liga, I'm saying, look, this went well first weekend. This is what we have to adopt. And I, I think from week to week, it will get better. Little things will get better as well for the Bundesliga. I'm sure, you know, they're having those inner conversations now in terms of what little tweaks they can make to make it that little bit more safer. But um, if if you're any of those other leagues, I think you're watching this and, and step by step, you're saying the Bundesliga did as well as you possibly could expect for an opening weekend in these trying circumstances. Um, I'm, I'm not sure there's too much else that those leagues can do. Um, I, I do like the fact that we, we didn't see any footage of fans around the stadium, you know, fans gathering. I think the German ultra sections did a really good job of, of, of understanding the importance of that not happening. So hopefully that's the same in those other leagues as well. We'll return after these short messages. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Keith, um, you know, commentating talent aside, I think you're also a really fantastic source of information and knowledge for the league itself. You know, this podcast is not really just about, you know, the the, the soccer football fan, but really about the, the sports fan in general. And as we noticed, so many non-soccer folks were drawn to the Bundesliga, naturally being one of the first things that came back. If you were to sell this league to somebody that wanted to get him or herself involved in watching what would you say are some of the highlights about you know the Bundesliga that makes it so appealing it's funny because I I mean I probably shouldn't lead with this but one of the first things we always say is the game day atmosphere at the Bundesliga is the best in Europe so you've you've taken that away but I will say it's teams that want to go forward you know you, you look at certain leagues and it can become 
a tactical battle. And and for me and you, we, we, we probably enjoy that, right? You watch La Liga and, and there's a certain style of play or Serie A and I'm fascinated by that. But the casual fan probably doesn't get as, you know, engrossed in, in, in those kind of battles. For me in Germany, you see teams that really go at each other. Forget about in the stands, the passion on the field is there for, for everybody to see. You see it in Leverkusen, you see it in Gladbach. Teams that play on the front foot, they want to score goals, they want to play, they want to be uh, forward thinking. We know about Gegenpressing, uh, you know, from Germany, from back when Jurgen Klopp was there. And and for me, there's so many teams that that utilize that as part of their game. So for me, it's that, you know, if you, if you watch Leverkusen this weekend, if you watched Gladbach this weekend, even if you watch Bayern and, and Dortmund this weekend, I know Bayern weren't at the best. You're seeing teams that are going to want to go forward. They want to create. They're not necessarily thinking about sitting back and holding on to leads. So for me, that's exciting. And if I'm a, a casual fan, I'm watching that, I'm saying, you know, these are teams that play on the front foot. And that, 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 that's the kind of football that will, you know, bring in and hopefully keep that casual fan as, as they move forward. And not just when everything else is, is back to normal, they'll say, hey, I, I can stick with watching some of these Bundesliga games as well. You mentioned, obviously, uh, Bayern and Borussia. We, we can't, obviously, not talk to you and not talk to you about what's going to come up. Uh, let's talk about some action. Week two, I imagine, we'll see business as usual for the top two teams, uh, Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. But let's look ahead to the big one, May 26th, Tuesday. They're a classicer as Dortmund hosts Bayern Munich. Obviously, you're going to agree with me here that if, if there's any way that if Borussia is going to overtake Bayern Munich, it has to win this game. They need three points right here. What what can you tell us about this matchup? Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's funny. Over the last three seasons, I believe, uh, the second half of the season, the game between Bayern and Dortmund has been pivotal in the title race, particularly last season. And the last three years, the second game of the season, the second meeting of the season has been at Allianz Arena. So finally this year, you're saying, wow, Dortmund, who have a very good home record against Bayern, you're saying you get them at home. This is your opportunity. And then you can't have fans. So it's like it, it levels out a little bit. But I, I do think that there's just an air about this uh, Dortmund team. Over the last couple of years, when they played Bayern in the second half of the season, you felt a little bit of fear. You know, you know, players like Marco Royce, they're, they're, they're big players, but they've been wounded so many times by Bayern. It's like, it's, it's in the, 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 the mental side of things where you're going, Oh, we've been here before. I don't get that sense with Jaden Sancho and, and Erling Haaland up front. I feel like these are young Gio Reyna too. These are young, fresh attacking players that are like, we don't have any fear of this team. Um, and Bayern have been great, but they're still, kind of in that transition period of moving on from the old guard of Hummels, Ribery, Robin. I know it's been a while, but they're still moving on from that group. So I think there is a sliver of hope there for Dortmund in terms of if you're going to do it, now is going to be the time. Um, I really feel, yeah, if Dortmund are going to make this a title race, you have to win this game. And I will say I'm more confident than I ever have been that Dortmund have an opportunity to win this game. But I've bet against Bayern before, and I've never ended up with money in my pocket. So I will say that, you know, let's let's put that out there. It's very difficult to bet against Bayern because they are so good. We saw that when they first met this season. But this Dortmund team are starting to look like they're legitimate contenders again. And this game is going to be the key to the title race. Keith, what are some of the other storylines we should be looking out for as we look ahead to the next few weeks in the Bundesliga? 
Well, well, for me, the first one is at the top of the table. We've all talked about Julian Nagelsmann. I, I think he's an incredible coach. But all of a sudden, Leipzig are down into fourth place. Gladbach, Marco Rosa has come across from Salzburg and done an incredible job. They're in third place. And not just that, Leverkusen are in fifth. So there's five teams vying for four places. And you could argue that Leipzig are the one team that's out of form within that group. So um, Nagelsmann was brought in to coach in the Champions League. They're still in the Champions League this year and doing very well. But their league form is concerning. Uh, to, to come back and draw with Freiburg, I, th- I think their schedule is, is pretty favorable over the first four or five weeks. But they play Dortmund a little bit later on. Um, but, but I think there's cause for concern for Leipzig, given how good Leverkusen have been under Peter Boss, how good Gladbach have been. So that race for the top four is, is going to be one to watch. And I think down at the bottom as well, I know Paderborn are bottom and people will say, my, my good friend Alexi Lalas will go, ah, Paderborn. I'm like, no, this is a decent team to watch. They're a fun team. They can pick up results. It's Werder Bremen for me. They have such a rich tradition and history in the Bundesliga. But if you watch them, against Leverkusen this weekend. They were dreadful again. They might have held on a little bit too long with Florian Kofeld and, and given him a little bit too much trust, but can they get out of this relegation dogfight? I don't think they can. So that's going to be fascinating to watch and see if they can pull off a, a miraculous recovery and stay in the Bundesliga. Yeah, nobody has conceded more goals in the Bundesliga than Werder Bremen. It's a shame, especially when you have somebody like Claudio Pizarro playing right there. <laughs> Keith Costigan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. As we talked about it with Keith, it's natural to have awkward feelings about the way soccer looks in the age of coronavirus. And yes, the returning weekend of the Bundesliga was surreal. Bizarre in some ways. There were no fans inside stadiums, substitute players and managers wore masks, and players continued to figure out how to behave before, during, and after match action. But it's important to remember something. When living in unprecedented times, we're all still trying to figure out how to live and behave. And so the return of the Bundesliga felt as a mini victory over COVID-19 as football, despite the circumstances, has given us a reason to feel optimistic. Thanks to Keith Costigan for joining me today. Make sure to also visit Planet Football on SI.com for more soccer coverage. We'll continue bringing you these stories throughout the coronavirus crisis. If you like what we're doing, please recommend us to a friend or family member and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can listen to Coronavirus and Sports for free wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe or follow us for the latest episodes. Stay safe. And we'll see you next time.